capital culture has enabled a different and a new atmosphere in state politics. This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Well, thank you, Mr. Speaker. Good morning. I want to first thank Speaker McCall for asking me to continue serving as chaplain for the Oklahoma House of Representatives in this second regular session of the 58th legislature. His confidence in me is most humbling, and I thank every member of this esteemed body for your friendship, your generosity towards me uh, each day and for the past many years since I've gotten to know and serve you as chaplain. As I have on each first Thursday morning, allow me to just briefly share how I approach this task as chaplain. I don't view this as my office, but the chaplaincy belongs to this house. I approach it as a task of endeavoring to encourage you and principally focus on praying for you regardless of position, party, or the policies that you will take up. It's a service based in the simple belief that before you are a politician or an elected official, you are a person on a journey of public service and leadership. Each Thursday, the chaplain is afforded a brief time for a devotional message and experience over the last few years have given me a great appreciation for the meaning of the word brief. I have learned, and I am still learning, but I know in a few minutes I will get the butt end of a gavel in my back to wrap it up. But, you know, now as I stand in this newly renovated and greatly expanded dais, it may be a whole new ball game. I do want you to know I am not naive. I don't believe that anything I say is going to suddenly cause you to decide not to debate today or this week. But I do genuinely pray for you and believe that the deliberations and the debate can be elevated. Together, you can have hard conversations and a better path forward can be found and that's what I endeavor to do as I stand before you, is encourage you in that task. Now, these devotions are not studies or sermons, but I do my very best to encourage you as leaders of our state. And my motivation is that your spirit would be lifted and your mind set well to your task. Well, if I have any hope of doing that, I must look beyond myself. For the next few weeks, I intend to look to a source of wisdom that has stood the test of time, that has accomplished this very objective for leaders who have gone before you and itself was given by a leader. I'd like to look to the Proverbs. 
yesterday in the daily invocation, I did something I rarely do from this well. I prayed word for word the prayer of someone else. It was a favorite prayer of President Truman. As I've studied leadership and I've studied leaders and gotten to know leaders, it's very often true that helpful guidance comes from leaders who've gone before. There's a way in which you can relate. They've carried the same weight you carry and what they have to say resonates. The Proverbs were written by Solomon, a king and a governor, one who enacted policy and navigated differences of opinions. He was a true Renaissance man, as the term is understood, and his intellectual interests and pursuits were many, some may surprise you, and his many different pursuits, I'll cover a few in the weeks to come. Looking to the Proverbs can be a daunting task, but always fruitful. 31 chapters, about 30 Proverbs in each. I could spend an hour on every one and still not say it better. They are a life lesson in a single line, and there's almost a thousand of them. I suppose you're welcome to call perpetual special sessions. You can stay in office, and it'll only take us about 17 years to get through them all. There are Proverbs from many cultures, traditions, and faiths. For the one who seeks, wisdom's out there to be found. In the Hebrew tradition, a proverb falls into the category of poetry. The rabbis and the biblical councils, they place them in a special category, wisdom literature, but they are poetry. And in Hebrew poetry, the goal wasn't to rhyme two lines. It was to synthesize two ideas. And this kind of poetry carries into modern times. We get sayings like, a penny saved is a penny earned. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. There's no fool like an old fool. If Bigfoot falls in the woods and no one is around to hear him, oh, that's not right. <laughs> At times, they can be two positive statements, two different pursuits or concepts that are both good and they relate together and how one works out in your life when applied is how the other. Other times, a proverb is contrasting statements, the good set next to bad. In essence, there are two roads here. Which will you take? But it's a mistake to think that all the Proverbs do is reduce life down to two options, two roads. The best lesson I learned in school was always avoid dichotomous thinking. When only offered two choices, I get excited because wisdom is about to break through. Just have to roll up your sleeves and know there is an undiscovered road with a bit of wisdom we can find it. It's also a mistake to think that Proverbs are promises. They are not. And if you've lived long enough, you know that's true. They are not guarantees, but guides. A better way to read the Proverbs, well, Solomon tells us how. We first see the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, 
for learning wisdom and discipline. If you read each one, you discover there are hundreds of individual lessons, and in the course of learning, you find wisdom. And I mean it that way, you find wisdom. Wisdom can be found. It's knowable if you're willing. And that's why it's always fruitful to study them. It gives hope to your life. You can always grow. You can always learn. A better future is possible. Solomon continues, the Proverbs help one understand wise sayings. You know, the best evidence whether or not you are smart is knowing that you're not as smart as you think you are. And there's a lot of others who are smart. The Proverbs don't make you smart. They make you able to understand wisdom of yourself and wisdom of others. And that's better by far and vitally important when two very smart ideas don't agree, even collide. And the Proverbs give instruction to the naive, he says. That word comes from the Old English. It's the word nave. In an old sanctuary, there is a nave. It's located closest to the seat of the instructor. It's where the young would sit. A better uh, translation of that word would be the simple. And that's the key to understanding the Proverbs, not misunderstanding them either thinking they're a formula for guaranteed success or merely presenting us with just two options. To be simple can be a virtue. Don't be double-minded, but be simple in a singular commitment to do what is right, just, and fair. To be simple can also be disaster. Unable to comprehend the tension of complexity or to look at a person, a situation, a problem from another's point of view. That's the third road the Proverbs give us, a road that can empathize with another person's experience, to understand both the benefits and shortcomings of a variety of approaches, especially my own. Down that road, I can hold together in my hands different, even competing ideas, while remaining single-minded in a commitment to do what is just and fair, to be principled without being rigid. Travelers on that road are not ignorant of life's challenges or sorrows, but difficulties don't surrender to despair, because there's always hope, a lesson to be learned, and you only grow stronger and wiser with each one. It's a road just waiting to be discovered if you're willing. And the Proverbs show us how. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through non-political and non-partisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.